Is God far off from us? Or is he directly involved in our everyday lives? Do we live in light of how we would answer that question if asked directly? Is it a truth that's informing the way we live? That's what we're going to talk about in this episode of the Simply Convivial Podcast. I'm Misty Winkler from Simply Convivial, where I have a podcast, blog, and community to help homemakers do life cheerfully. I'm also author of the book, The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. Today, I wanted to share with you a clip from one of our weekly seminars inside Convivial Circle, my community for homemakers. A couple months ago, we were talking about prayer as our monthly topic, and I shared this story from my earlier motherhood days where I realized that even my prayers were more like a deist's than a Christian's, and my expectations as well. What's that really mean? Well, grab a basket of laundry or a stack of dishes and dig into your work while getting this 10-minute pep talk. Let's dig in. One of the things that I wanted to talk about, the don't be a deist title, is like a moment of clarity that I had years ago now, but it's one that I like to remember, make myself remember by talking about it. And I know that I was listening to some talk or sermon or something. I had headphones as listening to something while at home, just doing chores or whatever. And I had only a handful of little kids and all the little messes that go with that breakfast and you clean that up and then it's lunch and then someone spilled milk and someone's broke a glass. And I just felt like all my days were made up of all these things of just going from cleaning up one person's mess to another. And that did not make me happy. And so I was listening to this talk like while cleaning up the kitchen And they talked about sometimes Christians function the same way as deists, where a deist is someone who believes there's a God, but he just sets the world working and then doesn't interfere. Given the world natural law and gravity, entropy, conservation of matter. The rules are in place and then he just lets it go. And maybe every once in a while, this is not Deus, but then the Christian version is maybe every once in a while intervenes with a miracle. But for the most part, Deist analogy is that God is the great watchmaker. He's made a watch, he winds it up and then he just lets it go. And he's not involved in the running of it anymore beyond the creation step. And 
he applied this to prayer. That So if we pray for health or we pray for these different things, we can sometimes treat it like we are asking God to intervene in the world. And sometimes it's okay to ask for God to intervene. <laughs> but he said, we don't relate to God as if he's a person, but he is. He's three persons in one God. So God is personal and God is actively upholding the universe. That's what scripture teaches. Scripture teaches that without God intentionally holding it all together, actively, attentively, everything would fall to pieces. So he's not a hands-off God. Now, he runs things consistently such that we can describe things as happening by natural law. But God's running the world personally, attentively, such that given in that situation that I was in there, when the toddler toppled over the glass of milk, and I felt like that was the last straw, it actually wasn't an accident. That was an accident on the part of the toddler. He didn't mean to, but God was superintending that and using that. It was a deliberate. This is God working in my life, giving me this situation for like, here, this is the practice that you need. This is actually the situation you need right now it's from God's hand. And so that means that we can be praying personally and as if God is right there and does actually direct the world and the little things. And that really changes, I think, or at least it did for me, changes the way you pray. And I didn't, I've caught it off and on ever since then, where I'm just going about my life as if everything is happening the way I've set it up to run, or if it doesn't run the way I've set it up, then I've done something wrong, or I need to fix something, or something is broken. The goal is for me to set things up to run. Instead of saying, here's the situation God has put me in today. And God gives me responsibilities and lets me reap what I sow for sure. But even that's from his hand, which means there is purpose in it. There's direction in it. And it means there's always a way to be talking to God about it as if he's involved. Not just that he is far away, but he's watching and he cares like a sympathetic ear and you're pleading for some kind of miraculous intervention. No, God's actually just right there directly holding everything together. He's got the whole world in his hands, right? That that's real. And so that is really the basis for being grateful in all circumstances, because that gratitude is a recognition that God's directly involved. God's in control. 
He knows what he's doing, even when it doesn't make sense to us. And that's why we can be grateful in all situations. Grateful to God, even if there's difficulty or stress or these other things. We are given those situations that are stressful and are difficult and are trials from God's hand and he's using them for our good. And he has a much longer time frame than we often do. Where he is looking at the big picture and directing and orchestrating a grand tapestry. And often we get fixated on little strings in the tapestry. But overall, it God works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so every situation works for our sanctification because God's involved in it. Because God is right there. And that means that he's right there for us to talk to. Yeah, and it goes along with the idea of for instance, praying for patience and then getting opportunities that require patience. Oh, yes. The way you get patience is by being patient, by practicing patience. And you don't get better. You don't become a more patient person by living in isolation. The interactions, including the toddler spills everywhere, those are all little opportunities to practice patience. And when we see them as coming directly from God's hand, it's at least for me, it was one of those like mind blowing experiences because it was a total shift of perspective and of attitude that I felt like I wasn't ready for either. So it felt very stark where I had this track record of seeing all these little messes as things getting in the way and problem. Like if I was on top of it, this wouldn't happen. And to suddenly recognize that Actually, these each little spill is God answering prayer or is God speaking to me in a way, not with direct revelation, but they are answers to prayer if I've been praying for patience. And that's where I realized, okay, when I said I wanted patience, what I actually wanted was to be in situations that did not require patience. I actually wanted my life to be such that I didn't need patience. No patience would be required. <laughs> That's what I meant. But actually getting patience, real patience, is a fruit of the spirit. That's what God wants for me. So even though my initial prayer was unaware, really, un unclear, defined in my heart and mind, God was honoring it in the right way. God was still using it to work in me and to show me that 
all of these things that I was considering problems that I was supposed to be fixing were actually opportunities to practice patience such that none of them really was a problem. It was just what God put in front of me to do right then. So when things don't go my way, when things happen that I didn't expect, that I didn't want, when the light turns red and I was already late, like there, opportunity to pause and pray and get your heart because you're not right now. So how about you are two minutes later than you already were and you take a deep breath and get right. Here's a red light as an opportunity. You need to be slowed down, not just race. And you take responsibility, get right with God, get your heart right before you get to that location that you're going. These kind of situations where we feel like we're being frustrated are often actually the opportunities that are working God's Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's fruit in us, patience, kindness. They're opportunities, at least, if we have eyes and hands to receive them properly, which prayer will help us do more and more to see that God's presenting us with these opportunities all the time. And he's working in us, even when we don't realize that's what's going on. It might take us a while before we're like, oh, wait, this is what's happening. This is God's will for you in this moment to respond faithfully in this moment. And God's right there. And that's it for this episode of the Simply Convivial podcast. As moms at home, our sanctification is happening as we work in those homes and for our families. Homemaking is part of our sanctification. Homemaking is how we are applying our theology. It all matters. If you need more encouragement and pep talk and maybe a little kick in the pants along these lines, then join me for a home management boot camp starting in August. Simplified Organization Community Coaching. During this program, we'll work through all areas of home management so that we can organize our attitudes, work our plans, and streamline our homemaking all to the glory of God. We do this work not so that our houses are immaculate or trophies to our taste, but so that we are faithful in the responsibilities that God has given us. Simplified Organization Community Coaching is included in Convivial Circle. It doesn't cost extra. You can go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button to get started today or to learn more about the Convivial Circle membership. Join Simplified Organization Community Coaching this school year and let me help you organize your attitude and make personalized plans so that you are no longer overwhelmed or frustrated by life. We will walk through the process again and again of repenting, rejoicing, and repeating.